type of piece of shit that would just be great friends with Sepp Blatter. Yeah. 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 What right. Like? So he he decided that he wanted to make this movie about his friend and how the world is being unfair to him. Like it's fucking. It's like if fucking one of Donald Trump's friends decided to make a Donald Trump movie to rehabilitate his image. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. That's 100% right. No, that's 100% right. Under the sea is better than anything they got up there. Yeah. 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 Chug through that film, you know. So he's got a lot of a lot of stuff on his mind, man. A lot of that's right. I mean, he he suffered through that with you, I'm sure. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he endured. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. Let's just keep this all in. Let's keep, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, all yeah, garbage. Yeah. It's whatever. Like, listen, if you don't like us, you're not going to like this show because this is just going to be us talking and shit about this movie. So, yeah, we watched. All right, this is you're hearing the voices of Nat, Ezra, my brother. Nat is a filmmaker uh, who's. Newest feature just got wrapped, and so we're submitting that. And uh, his newest um, short feature has been premiering in, doc, uh, in, in uh, festivals around the country, and actually also in Australia. So he's what we would call a global <laughs> film sensation. Also, let's, let's say when we say we, we mean you. I would say that. <laughs> also joining us is uh, Eleanor Ernie, my fiance, who also sat through this fucking garbage movie with us. Uh, and uh, mostly, I mean, like we got. Pretty drunk watching it, and uh, <laughs> we got pretty drunk before we watched it, and then during. So, yeah, I mean, like, let's just jump right in. So, United Passions is the FIFA propaganda movie that has been rated as one of the worst pieces of shit movies ever made. It has a zero percent review ro- rating on Rotten Tomatoes. One of about six movies. I mean, like in the century or in this this the you know, century that has had that. A lot. Uh, I want to I want to I want to toss in a quick quote here. Um, uh, Des Kelly described United Passions as the worst movie ever made and um, a vile, self-aggrandizing, sugar-coated pile of manure where Bladder and Company managed to make North Korea's Kim Jong Un look self-effacing. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So, uh, yeah, that's just with the, that's just a run on man. We have so much to talk about with this movie in, in like the general terms. Like it's basically tells the story of the birth of FIFA up through the awarding of the 2010 bid to South Africa. Uh, it is, I, I think to put it mildly, it is absolute fucking bogus and absolute nonsense propaganda that was funded and created by FIFA to make them seem way less racist and sexist and corrupt than they actually are. And the best thing about this movie, I think, is that it came out a week before the FIFA scandal <laughs> broke. Yeah. It, it could not have been better timed. I mean, yeah. 
Before we delve too far into content, we should probably talk about the title, though. Yeah. Just really yeah. United good, Passions. So it everybody. sounds like a soap opera or softcore porn. It does sound like a soap opera. It probably also is a, you know, maybe a porny soap opera. I mean, <laughs> I, I think that there's a good argument for there already, I'm sure, being one. Uh, That's uh, a good uh, point. We should have done that High production value porn <laughs> film on, like, you porn, like, on that first tier, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. In the most popular section, which is always the, like, <laughs> the section that's, like, that's, like, bought up by, like, Brazzers and, like, by, like, fuckbus.com or shit, shit like that. <laughs> always, it's, like, one called, like, um, Sensual Encounter. That's it. Right? Dude, this, no, 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 I got it. I got This shit is the porn that Ted Cruz was talking it to you on 9-11. That's it. There okay. it is. There uh, it is. And the porn probably made more money than the actual movie. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, you burn. And $18? So the, yeah, the, all right, so this movie Total. was the, one of the biggest commercial bombs in history. <laughs> it, it, it broke the record for least amount of money made in its U.S. runtime uh, with a staggering $900. Okay, so just think, and it was at 10 theaters. It got pulled after its opening weekend. I think uh, we were talking to Ernesto Evan last week about this, and I think he said the figure was like 80 people in the entire United States bought tickets to it. Yeah, I, I mean, that Russia. makes sense, right? So, like, it made 980 bucks. Everyone paid $10, and everyone was $10 poorer, and their <laughs> eyes were bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> and and but it's, the interesting thing is that it did a little bit better in Russia, which is hilarious because Russia, at the time this movie was coming out, was, fit, like, literally in the process of bribing FIFA to bring <laughs> the World Cup to Russia in 2018. So, uh, I mean, yeah. Do, do we know for sure that Russia didn't just fucking pay for this movie? Well, I mean, that's the FIFA question. paid 90% of the budget. At least that's But we don't know where FIFA gets its money. Well, we know it where is. FIFA gets its money. It gets its money Fucking from Russia. Fucking Russia. So Russia. I guess it, right. theoretically though, it did. Though, though I will say that in terms of content, Russia plays no part in this film. Yeah, that's interesting. Russia has no part to play in this film, as does Qatar, which is like really the bad, like the, the ones that really you know, knifed it in with the corruption as we were talking about in the last episode. So Yeah, can you can you actually like cliff note really quickly the corruption surrounding the, the Cotter stuff? Yeah, they fucking bought it. I mean like for our listeners, you can just go back and listen to the last episode. But uh Cliff Note's version is that Cotter like literally paid bribes and bought things from FIFA, like including, the, I don't think we got to get this on the last show, Evan, but the, the rumor was that Bin Haman told President Sarkozy of France that if, he, if, if Sarkozy didn't vote for the United States uh, and voted instead for Qatar, that they would bring, they would go into France and buy PSG and then bring a bunch of players to PSG, which is exactly what happened. So, <laughs> including Neymar, right? Yeah, including Neymar. So um, let's just jump right in. This movie, so it opens amazingly. It opens in 1905 at the founding of FIFA. And the coolest thing about this movie is that it stars Gerard Depardieu and playing Jules Rimet, which is, as some people, connoisseurs might know, is the trophy, the World Cup trophy is the Rimet trophy. Uh, and Gerard Depardieu is a fat drunk the whole time. Like, right. it's not clear that Gerard Depardieu did that movie without drinking, like, drinking any less than one entire bottle of wine before yeah. going on set. Yeah. It was it was very clear um, in my mind in terms of just the line delivery in terms of his presence in a scene he, he like he scrunched the, the the upper portion of his face the sort of sinus area up as if trying to separate two figures one looking at one kind of this sort of like just like ah oh, shit I'm gonna vomit uh, uh, where where are you okay, yep, yep there you are he's a he's a he's a tragedy uh, 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 while while swaying in place 
While swaying. There's a lot of swaying. Very little upright. So in in 1905, a group of uh, French, Belgian, and like Dutch, you know, gentlemen, uh, white gentlemen, like very happily <laughs> sat in a room getting drunk together and decided they wanted to make FIFA. The cool thing, though, Evan, I wanted to mention, and just before we like continue with that plot, is that the the movie uses a scene involving some kids in some third world country playing soccer as like the cut scene in between acts and. It is just absolute garbage. Like that, that like they open on it, and like this girl runs over and like, oh, she's gonna play, and like she gets scored on instantly. Like just she just gets plays, and she's around. fucking just gets beat up as like <laughs> it is fucking terrible. Uh, and not only that, but we, you, you can't not talk about the fact that this is this is a, a gaggle of. Um, Ostensibly Latino. I mean, we're not totally sure. It's hard. It's it's it's. We don't know like the, the location. That's right? interesting because I thought it was like in in, in Israel. Okay, yeah, I, I sort of actually yeah. assumed thought it was the same. Israel. But the or key like, though is that this girl, who is, who's the, the clearly the, the uh, like unlikely protagonist in this gaggle, is a white ginger woman. Yeah, that's the key element. <laughs> it's interesting, and and I liked also that they're like it was part of the whole like let's make us look less racist thing. Right. And right? less sexist. And less sexist. Oh, yeah. yeah. The interesting th- and another part of that, right, is that Seth Blotter is, like, one of the most unpleasant sexist men in the entire <laughs> universe. So, like, and it's like, he, he's like, oh, like, we, at one point, and we'll get into this later, but at one point later in the film, which I think is hilarious, uh, Seth Blotter's character, Evan, says, uh, oh, we need to start making a women's World Cup. As if that's, like, fucking his idea. And, like, it's, like, he's the one that really, like, spearheaded the effort to, like, care more about women and the women's game. No, like, look, I mean, so he has that line about women. He has he has other lines about like reaching out to Africa. He has he has all these lines where basically they they just they just had a they workshopped all the things that they want people to think of FIFA, and then they just wrote a, a set bladder line for it. Oh, it, it promotes women. It promotes third world soccer. That's 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 FIFA. Because Seth Blatter said it is. You, and also, I, I love, like, so, right after the original, like, this first scene with the, uh, with these, like, white, like, you know, these white, like, continental dudes in this, uh, in this shop, they, like, smash cut to, like, a few years later, these dudes all go to England, and, like, the English Federation just come off as, they push all the douchey FIFA stuff onto the English Federation. So the English Federation is like, we don't want to play with you savages. Oh. And then and then uh, when FIFA like begins to expand into Africa, the English people like accost uh, the Jules Rimet drunken like Frenchman character and just scream about how like these savage darkies will never play football. And you're like Dude, that's like the exact opposite of what happened. <laughs> it's like it's like let's like create this absolute like white savior narrative of FIFA, like the organization that is like filled with absolute fucking racists and like catered to like the most vile impulses of the racial you know prejudices of like its fan base up until like someone was finally like beaten to death in their stadiums. <laughs> like, uh, all right, so uh, after. Uh, you know, they they decide to make FIFA. The first, the best part of this is there's this moment when they're like, yo, like, uh, we think we should do a World Cup. And it'll happen every four years. And then literally the next scene is this guy from Uruguay coming in and being like, I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah, I'll pay for that. Let's pay for that. But I want to win it. Right, it's literally like Uruguay will pay for everyone to come and will pay you and will pay for our, uh, the entire Federation's no, so, budget. It's literally just selling so Gabe, the World Cup. Gabe, this is, 
this is the most like incomprehensible part of this whole movie because like so that quote that Matt had about how self-effacing this is like it is and they're try they're literally obviously trying to make a propaganda film and they still put blatant fucking corruption in the movie and they it's don't even just, see it. It's well, in the first fucking ten minutes too. It's not but, even like yeah. They don't even wait for the corruption so that like Seth Blatter can fly in and save everyone from the corrupt douchebags. Like in this case, it's literally the founding principle of this organization is corruption. It's a, yeah, it's an indelible fact, and this is actually a really good opportunity to dive into my single favorite part of this: the attempt to uh, humanize uh, Rame, uh, Rame, um yeah. Uh, Ger- uh, Gerard, um, you know, slurring his way through this film has this like intense existential battle in his heart. About, it's like I know that I've done bad things, but you know, it's all ostensibly also for his daughter who's involved. Oh yeah, for and her, like, British. Creepily is British. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's is involved. Word. Looks like he's having sex with her the entire. Yeah, film. it's really messed up. That's a major part of this. Uh, but he's like they're, they're on that boat, and she's just like, "You've done bad things," and he's like, "I know, but it's at the end of the day, it's worth it." Because we brought it to the, the the people for the love of the game. So that that's it's why just, you know it's like yeah. and it's so amazing. Like I I I am so floored by like the way that they just blatantly didn't give a shit. Like like this movie, the fact that the movie begins with one of the most famous and obvious episodes of bribery, like corporate bribery, <laughs> in like the history of like federated sports is incredible. And like they didn't even pretend and like. Basically, so after that, like, they go to Uruguay, like, they build a stadium. Uh, That is actually one of my favorite moments, the stadium moment, where he's on the phone with this guy, Buero, and Buero's like, yeah, the stadium's done, everything is ready, we just gotta gotta get the people here. And I think we were all (laughs) tensed and waiting for him to turn around and have, like, an open field, just completely (laughs) No stadium. And and in fact, he turns around and the stadium is built. Yeah. Maybe the first time... That a film has not capitalized on that amazing opportunity, just it, terrible. It really it's, set yeah. up this dramatic yeah. moment, and then it was like, oh, there's no drama. It's, it's, I yeah, mean, well, it's done. And we did is, everything we promised. And right. this is and this is a central part we of the, the story their contract. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> well, this is like the core of the filmmaking is that there's no actual dramatic stakes whatsoever. This no. is and it's like the fixation of this film is on the utterly mundane, banal, bureaucratic discussions of fat, drunk people in bars. <laughs> that's for the most true. Part. And, that's a and, big. That's and, a big deal, right? And no, and the yeah. director knew this, and he's like, "All right, well, fuck it. I'm not, I have no capacity to actually tell a story here. So what I'm going to do is, I'm rather than capitalizing on a great dramatic moment, I'm just going to show just some shit." Yeah. Here's some shit. It's like a mid mid in construction stadium. It's just some shit. Yeah. That's all it is. Really, yeah. it's just a conversation. Well, and another yeah. thing that's really awesome about this movie, uh, Evan, <laughs> is how they weave in like the major events of the 20th century into it, and they make FIFA look like this fucking pieces like these fucking heroes who like definitely didn't collaborate with the Nazis and definitely like did not like the fascists and it's like such bullshit like of course they did they were like extremely enthusiastic collaborators <laughs> yeah I mean but the, the best example of this is when they're they're all sitting around talking about the uh, the death match the Ukrainian when the Ukrainian professional players were forced to play against uh, Nazi SS officers and they're all just heartbroken at the at the, at the atrocity being committed by the Nazis in some in some Swiss uh, Swiss sitting room fucking um, sitting across the table from a dude who's like oh the Fuhrer like is really invested in like the German National Federation you're like yeah I yeah. know he is because like he's using FIFA to fucking whitewash his fucking genocidal administration and they were like actively and enthusiastically collaborating with him just like the fucking French government at the time and the Swiss government like it's 
it's like comically hilarious about that part, but like we're not even there yet. So like the first world war happens and they don't really address it. They basically no, yeah, they just blast right past that. Right the past fact that, that they miss a couple world cups or <laughs> no, whatever tournaments because of that. Yeah, and yeah. then they're like, oh, we're setting up the next world cup and everything's going to be fine. And then like the next thing that you see is the end of the world cup. Everything's good and like Argentina or someone wins. I can't remember. And then. The fucking next shot is like Gerard Depardieu like waddling, like fucking swaying down the street in Paris, and someone comes up to him and is like, Gerard, we are ruined. And he's just no, no, oh, it's Carl. Uh, Carl, we are ruined. Back the beginning of the movie. Oh right, yeah, like the, this character that like kind of the fucked accountants. off, and like he's like the only like good, like the only hero of this real hero of this story is like this guy who's their accountant who. You know, it was like, hey, maybe we shouldn't like let Uruguay buy the first World Cup, and they're like kind of ostracize him after it's that. Like, you know what? Shut can, up. Carl. Can I can I say that that guy, that accountant guy, actually has like my favorite. Lo- He's part of my favorite dialogue in the movie. So they agree to make drunky face the uh, Rene, the uh, the president, and and the accountant goes up to him and says something like, "No good will come of it. No glory. No money." And Rene unironically turns to him and says, "That is not true, Robert." <laughs> We're definitely not going to get super rich doing this. <laughs> totally, totally can't leverage this by financial gain at all. No, yeah, no, definitely with that. Absolutely, and there's you know, lots of money here. And you know that Gerard Depardieu was fighting back vomit as he said that he was on he was on his ninth bottle of wine. That is not uh, true, was, Robert. Nah. What was amazing to me is that they decided to shoot this whole movie in English. That's that's another part of this. It's like you get a bunch of European actors who don't really have a huge command of the language, and then you get them all drunk and then make them act, and they're all like slurring their English. And like we put on closed captioning because we couldn't understand a fucking thing they were saying for most of the beginning of the movie. And also because the closed captioning picked up some really hilarious nonverbal moments. Oh yeah. yeah, the classic moments where like even the even the AI or whatever or the closed captioning doesn't uh, fucking understand. So, so like, no, so so it says something like um, inaudible or or <laughs> or, in, or incoherent gibberish. That's one of my favorite ones. Uh, so the, well, the, the just to go back to the plot, like what, what happened at the point we were discussing was. So Gerard Depardieu is fucking waddling down this bridge in wherever, like Geneva or whatever city in Switzerland, and this guy Carl runs up to him and he's like, Ah, we are ruined, and he's like, what? And he's like, yes, the poison in America is coming to Europe, also, we have no money. Uh, and then everything is fine after that. Totally they fine. don't even oh, yeah. fucking deal with anything. Like, they don't ever go back to that or deal with it ever again. And I think the implication is in that period, FIFA sold another World Cup to fucking Germany. I don't know. I, I just I remember like the next thing after that is like a boardroom meeting because that's what this movie is all about. It's like a series of boardroom meetings. And it's like the FIFA guys talking about like the 1936 Olympics and fucking the German, like the Nazi guy talking about how the Fuhrer is very pleased. And then the Italian guy being like, yeah, Mussolini is really into this also. Like, <laughs> and FIFA's like, well, we don't like you Nazis and fascists. It's like, Nah, that seems wrong. That doesn't seem historically <laughs> accurate at all. Uh, so then we have World War II, and during World War II, we have the fucking scene we were talking about earlier with, they're all sitting around this boardroom table, and they have this discussion where they, all these fucking fat, alcoholic Europeans, like, weep, you know, these fucking crocodile tears about this match that occurred in 
Ukraine, where the Nazis slaughtered a bunch of Ukrainians who are way better at soccer than them. Which is a real fucking thing, by the way, and this movie, I don't know, it kind of pissed me off the way the movie dealt with this actual real atrocity. And the, the movie made the atrocity, used the atrocity not to showcase how bad the Nazis were, but just to showcase how real and caring the FIFA executives Again, are. And, and, this is the, and this is going back to that, like, you know, at the end of the day, they, they did some bad things, and they were, they were torn. They're they were, good people. They were torn people. Yeah. But they saw the value in the game, and they knew that, you know, sacrifices had to be made, the death match, you know. Yeah, so we may organize the 1938 World Cup, and I think that's what that's about. Like, I think the way that they dealt with the Depression is just to gloss over that period uh, in FIFA history and decide to just, you know, make the 1938 World Cup happen. And then, basically, after that, a hard cut to the end. The war is now over, <laughs> and uh, Remay is organizing World Cups in 50 and 54, uh, and then he dies, which is out of nowhere. Just, just happens. He's just dead. <laughs> He's just dead in the next like, one. Isn't point. it like he hands a trophy, I think, and he doesn't like like fucking like Argentina beats Brazil or something in Brazil, and then he hands the trophy over, and then he's dead. And he's dead in the next <laughs> yeah. scene. And, like, they don't even mention the fact that he's been drunk the whole time. Like, they're just like, no, he lived He lived the what he, and he did what he cared about. And it's even like, in the speech that the daughter gave about him, she was like, uh, well, he didn't do everything perfectly. Like, it's like in the movie that we had seen that he did do everything perfectly. So like that's that's just another one of these moments where FIFA is pretending that, you know, oh, well we did talk about like the darker things in our history, but in reality like there's no there's no reason for us to think Remay had ever done anything wrong. Yeah, ever. no, they totally lionized him. And that moment that that um eulogy, I guess, um that's the thesis of the movie. I mean, you can look at that that speech as what they think about themselves. That's their self-image bleeding through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gives uh, this speech about this movie, and it is, oh, it is just atrocious. And what really gets to me is that she has this perfect English accent, and he <laughs> is, like, slurring his way through a drunken, like, nonsensical French accent the whole time. And so, like... She's supposed to be his daughter, and there's no, at any point, explanation of why she speaks perfect English, and he is unable to do so. Yeah, I think that it was probably in Gerard Depardieu's, you know, contract going in that it's like, I, I will not be doing an accent that requires me to actually work whatsoever for this. I'm going to have eight yeah. or nine bo bottles of wine before every take, and yeah. um, <laughs> that's... And actually, then it, according to this New York Times review that I've been scrolling through as we sit here, uh, <laughs> Gerard Depardieu piloted the project. He piloted the project. According to this this review, he he approached the director and explained that he had just returned from a meeting in Zurich with Seb Blatter and asked whether this guy wanted to direct a film about FIFA. Oh my god. Well that makes sense actually on some level that Gerard Depardieu is like this is part passion project where he like gets to like whitewash like this fucking horrible corrupt organization while being drunk the whole time. And he's also a notorious piece of shit. Yeah, he is. He is. And then he get is, it into Cannes. Well, yeah, that's what we we're going to I was going to mention that like this film went to Cannes. Yeah. Evan. What? Did what? Huh? It was what? at Cannes at the film festival, one of the, the best film festival in the world. Obviously. Oh. Well, I bet that they felt that it was not good. Well, no, and they so they, they 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 felt it was so not good that even though Gerard Depardieu and Tim Roth were in it, that 
they did not want to bring it. And Gerard Depardieu apparently yelled at the guy who organized Khan until he brought he allowed them to, which, the, which to premiere to, there. To the defense of the guy who was yelled at, having a drunk Gerard Depardieu, three hundred and fifty pound man barreling towards you, screaming about some film that you've never seen. That's a terrifying fine, process. Fine, you fine. Whatever you need, whatever you fine, need, to do, you fine. walk away from me right now. This is you get a black <laughs> coffee and you go to work. <laughs> There's one other point this article makes that I, I feel I need to share. Uh, which is that Seth Blatter actually visited the, the set at some point, and after, meeting, <laughs> and after meeting Tim Roth, declared, in this case, the casting was well done. <laughs> <laughs> casting of, of Sam Neill, the white man, in, yeah, in well, brown face. Yeah, that's what we're about to get to. Oh, to, get to. So, the next scene the after the fucking Gerard Jeppardieu's character just kind of eats it out of nowhere <laughs> is... Is all right. The next scene is Sam. Like, it's oh well, we're gonna run. We have to have a new president. So there's like an interim president guy who's like obviously a fat old Frenchman, and then and actually in real life there were 20 years between these two men. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, FIFA. So and then this guy uh, Joao Havelange, who is the president before Blatter takes over. Joao Havelange is a uh, uh, a Brazilian man, uh, <laughs> and he is played in this movie by Sam Neill, who you may know from. Features Jurassic Park. like Jurassic Park. Park. He's the guy that plays <laughs> the uh, sci- the male scientist in Jurassic Park. So if, to conjure up the image, I mean, just to, to, to do the, the the mental work for you, this is a white man. Is he from New Zealand? Where's he from? He's from New Zealand. It's yeah. a New Zealander yeah. man. He's a white. He's very, like no. He had me fooled for a Portuguese man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, but, but it wasn't Portuguese. And, and this is the key. They clearly had the makeup artist just lean into the brown fucking paint. I mean, yeah, this guy's wearing <laughs> obvious fucking brown face. It's awesome. It was so cool. It, like, <laughs> Hot I, I actually don't know that I looked at that so much. I was too fixated on the accent. Well, and so, yeah, he's rocking this ridiculous, like, Brazilian accent the whole time where he's, like... Eating all of his syllables and like, here's the thing: Sam Neill actually does accents pretty well, so that might be a Brazilian accent for all. But like, as far as I can understand, it was just nonsensical, and the only way we could understand it was with the fucking subtitles. Like we had, I actually subtitles. didn't catch that he was Brazilian at all until they had like a scene. No, until they had a scene in his house, and it was like in fucking I don't know some. I think it was in Rio. I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, I guess he's Brazilian. But right. I thought he was European for the first, like, ten scenes he was in. Yeah, it, it's not at all clear because he is part of the effort to spearhead the expansion of FIFA. And this is where it gets a little racist. And by a little bit, I mean very. He is. Yeah, like, it wasn't the brown is, face that made you think it was racist. It was the. Well, the, the fact face. that he uh, he gets elected because he goes to Africa and, like, meets with, like, one dude from Ethiopia. And so, like, the cool thing about that was that, like, if you if you can get all of the votes of all of the African members of FIFA by just meeting with one guy, you got the sense that ex- you know exactly what happened, which is, like, that guy, that, that, that Havilon just paid that guy to whip his caucus, essentially, for him. And, like, so he meets with this guy, and at the election, like, all the African members vote for him, and the British guy comes up, and instead of, like, the actual racist being the racist, the British guy comes up and he's just like, you're only the president because of the darkies. That's part of the whole movie. The British, like, the British, like, are the actual villains that in this was, movie. And that's close to a verbatim quote. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, this is another part, kind of like the Uruguay buying the World Cup, where they, like, they have this unavoidable bit of actual corruption, so they have to spin it somehow. And the way they spin it is, oh, well... 
Brazilian guy cared about the African nations and they were being overlooked by FIFA before. And so this is good. This is a good thing. <laughs> yes. This is good. Good. This is good that they bribed that he bribed them to vote for him because that, that as if then like the African federations like had this whole and that's another part of it, right? So that the next basically the next scene is uh, there's some really incomprehensible shit that involves Havelange. Uh, being accused of money laundering and like taking all the money, and then Seth Blatter, played by Tim Roth, wonderful so, actor, incredibly good actor, who uh, is very embarrassed and, that he did this. And not only that, I mean, within when, when, this is 2015. Yes. Yeah. So this may have been the project before the Hateful Eight, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that Roth. he was in. Right. So like this, <laughs> this is a very good actor. So he's and he's also like way, way better looking than Blotter, who again is like a fat, drunk European man. Like I so Gabe, I actually googled trying to find old pictures of Seth Blatter to see if he was a less ugly man when he was young in the seventies and eighties. And uh, the answer is no, no, and, and they just they just did not did not care. Like many things, this was just a whitewash of well, how is, ugly Seth Blatter is. That's why Seth Blatter like saw him was like, yeah, that's what I look like. Uh, this is well cast, well, well cast, cast yeah. well cast. That's basically me. Uh, if I shave my chest, I would look exactly like that man. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Havilland. So this is Havilland is basically seeing like FIFA is like struggling financially. Uh, and Seth Blatter comes in as like the money man, and he's supposed to quote find money. Like they intro- they literally introduce Seth Blatter as the guy that's going to find the money for FIFA. Again, close to a verbatim quote. Yeah, and it's yeah. what's really cool about that is because yeah, of course he is. That's exactly what Seth Blatter is. Like oh, the- oh, I have I actually have the quote here. It's 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 an institution such as ours can't run on goodwill alone. We need oh, money. Oh. We need a great deal of money. That's awesome. That's so cool. Can't, I love goodwill. Good will. Just goodwill. Emphasis on deal of money. Also. Yeah, yeah right, 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 right. That's yeah. true. Uh, so, uh, so the cool thing is that the last act of the film is basically like corruption building around the Havilland regime. Uh, and so Blotter is uh, asked to kind of clean, step in and clean everything up. And the movie kind of suggests this is this is another incredible part about this movie. The movie seems to suggest that Blotter is totally innocent of any corruption, but he refuses to den- like to deny or like to to say anything because he's such a good friend. Yeah, he's loyal, and this and this gets into my my um, close to my favorite part of this uh, film, which is the <laughs> there's so many good the, parts. The, of this the movie, Tim dude. Roth so good. Sam Neill relationship where they bite almost directly from the Godfather. Yeah, they try to frame so it in this complex. Like out of loyalty for this, uh, uh, the, the Don, uh, uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna clean up the mess, but he doesn't like. It. He's got a good torn. He's he's, he's the Michael. He's, he's Michael. The, Michael. But the cool character. thing it's is, ridiculous. that right before that moment, where like literally Sam Neill comes up and fucking Godfather kisses <laughs> him on the cheek. Those right incomprehensible, the, the terrible accents. Right, right. He comes up and he's and Sam Neill says to Seth Blatter like. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> the one Spider-Man meets Godfather. It was with this awesome. It was so cool. Like and like, so Seth Blatter is like the Michael Corleone slash Peter Spider-Man. Parker. Fucking baffling. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. And and the, the 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 climactic. If you can call anything in this movie a climax. 
the climactic moment is when, and it's fucking awesome. Like, these guys are like, Sepp Blatter, you need to step down and resign because of all the corruption. It's like, good. They're right. You should follow him. And you're supposed to not want him to step down. But every, like, anyone who's watching this movie just wants the movie to be over at this point <laughs> and is hoping that he'll just fuck off and that'll be the end of the movie. Begging that it's over. But it, it, what happens is instead of that, he's like, they'll ha- Yo, well, there will be a vote and people are going to vote for me. And it's like, how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> Other than the fact that you fucking bought their votes, you corrupt piece of shit. And then the, the tr- like fucking triumphant moment is in 2006 when they fucking vote for him again just like they do every fucking time because he buys their votes and he just lets them have their fucking unlimited corruption and like it so that's that's like the like evan like that is the climax of this movie right yeah i mean it, it, they don't it's it's thinly veiled that i mean I, I guess what they're they try to write into the movie is that he is lobbying votes with his with his good vision for fifa and the corrupt people who <laughs> want to take him down because he's so anti-corruption lose on a you know a battle of ideas like that's what they want you to believe is going on and why Seth Blatter kept getting reelected even though the bad that. guys wanted him to lose when in reality it's complete opposite he was buying the fucking votes from everybody and that's why he kept fucking winning. Right, Not exactly. Yeah, but doesn't he also in that scene? Because this is that scene at the end in, in the boardroom, right? Yeah. This is. All right, so yeah, he, he, gives, he he threatens them. He threatens to expose I their corruption. Say, he's like, "Look, they're gonna vote for me, and here's what you don't want out in the open." You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah. point. And he, the lone truly ironic twist of that movie, actually. Yeah. The part where he's saying, "I'm running on a campaign of anti-goodwill." So awesome. You know, blackmail your votes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, right. That's such a good point. It's such a good point. Which is the most corrupt thing you can do? Vote for my anti corruption campaign or I'll expose all your corruption. But if you do (laughs) vote for me, I won't and we'll continue with being corrupt. Yeah. Seems a little like you're blackmailing us, friend. It's unbelievable, and then yeah. So like, in fact, my 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 note on that speech is just, oh my god, the ethics speech for fuck's sake. That's all I got. <laughs> my favorite thing that you just said, Evan, is that you were taking notes. I was oh yeah, absolutely. To take those, yeah, oh yeah, no, 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 that was like. I think you guys would really enjoy my notes. I'm gonna have to send them around. I was pretty drunk and sleepy. <laughs> I think we should publish your notes on the uh, on the on the blog. Actually, probably. Yeah. Oh man. It's going to be awesome. So, okay, so let's just finish up because actually there is another scene after he gets reelected, and it is – so there are two scenes. He goes back to Africa just as Sepp Blatter. Uh, he meets with some the same dude who voted who like voted for Havelange who seems to have not aged at all, which is very interesting <laughs> because it's like betraying FIFA's belief essentially that black people are immortal uh, and different and not human. Uh it's it's very interesting dynamic in that one. And then he comes back, and uh, after that conversation, he awards the World Cup to South Africa. And love Tim Roth going up there being like, oh, I don't know what this is going to be. I wonder what this is going to be. It Oh, South Africa, World Cup. <laughs> and, like, this soaring music plays over that, like, this whole time. As if you're supposed to be super inspired by, like, the one of the most corrupt pieces of shit <laughs> doing something super corrupt. But it like ties a loose end on this this sub this sub narrative or you know secondary story they had going from about the middle of the story to the end that FIFA has the growth of FIFA has been tied into the growth of soccer in Africa. Oh, that's such a good and, point. And it culminates with the World Cup finally going to Africa. Right? This is this whole subplot in the second half of the movie. Yeah. It's just awesome. It's so awesome. Like, that's such a cool... I, I fucking love that. That's That was one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. Like, the fact that they climaxed 
that movie at the South African World Cup bidding, which, you know, was fuckingly blatantly corrupt. And now if you actually go to South Africa, like, the big stadium in Joburg is just fucking in ruins. Like, <laughs> people, like, picking it apart for scrap. Like, yeah, it's they, just I mean, fucking... Like, the, like, the, like, Evan, we discussed last, last podcast about how, like, FIFA... You know, it is norm- nominally a good thing for countries to get the World Cup unless, like, they don't quite have the infrastructure, in which case, like, FIFA requires them to build everything and then takes, like, fucking, you know, takes all the money from the World Cup anyways. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> bad thing. Uh, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's where the, the movie ends, and it kind of ends out of nowhere. Also. Well, like, let's oh. be clear, Gabe. Hold on, hold on, Gabe. That is not where the movie ends. The movie oh, ends by giving, us, by giving us some closure on the pickup soccer game in whatever <laughs> yes. bombed-out yes. third-world country they yes. imagined for us. And the, the you know, it, it, they play in Golden Goal, in, yeah. And and the the white female goalkeeper gets the ball and instead of you know distributing it, she just makes this amazing run and scores the goal, wins the game. I like that they're <laughs> playing fucking golden goal also, which is like right, a thing right, that right, they right. tried out around the time that this movie was being filmed and then abandoned immediately because it was so <laughs> dumb. I like that. That was just like a little intrig- like like intriguing little part for like the soccer scholars. Just, just and a and nice like, tidbit. Let's play golden goal for, no, for, for the real real fans to really. Chew on while watching this movie. <laughs> so yeah, she just drives by everyone and scores after being by far the worst player across the board. The previously, worst and the film ends on images of what the entire, really the the, the thesis of the FIFA organization, which is lifting the white yeah. god, the deity above the uh, onto the backs of the. That's a good point. The, the, it did lift her know, up, right? I mean, but this time. I mean, it was a girl. It was a girl. This is true. And this that's true. That's like pretending that it's a feminist organization. We're driving just... point here. <laughs> Girls, <laughs> you're next. Right. No, it's true. And we forget that, like, at one point earlier, like, right after the World Cup that he organized in, like, 2006, I think, uh, the Tim Roth, Seth Blatter character is like, we must look to the women. <laughs> the next thing is we must create a women's World Cup. It's like... Dude, you're the one that suggested that the way to get more people to watch the Women's World Cup is if you dress them up like fucking Hooters girls and have them run around the pitch in their bras. Shorter shorts. Shorter shorts is the actual quote from him. And, like, he gets, like, in all this trouble for saying that shit. Like, he is, like, one of the le- he's one of the most sexist men in the world. But he has admitted that he doesn't watch the Women's World Cup. He doesn't go. He didn't even Would go. never. He didn't go to the World Women's World Cup. He is the president of the governing body of the organization that fucking organized it, and he didn't go to it. This is amazing. Like it's just, it's just shocking. So the de- <laughs> no, it is, it is. It's fucking shocking. Like this, it's so blatant. Like the the fucking like whitewashing of the FIFA's sexism. Like the fucking women's World Cup in twenty. What was it? Twenty fifteen, Evan. The newest, the most one? recent one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was twenty fifteen. In twenty fifteen, was played on artificial turf. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a fucking nightmare. You, these women would tweet photos of themselves like with huge rug burns down their down their uh, butts and whatever. Because like, yeah, well, I had to slide on artificial turf, Jesus which is not made for that. Christ. It's like, well, but that was another part he was really looking at, right? Was the the tweets of their butts? Right, right, right. That's right. a good point. Uh, yeah, right. Well, that well, I mean, it's like it was actually a really good World Cup too. Like it was, it was. really fucking fun and. 
like they could have if they wanted to make that the growth of the women's world cup more of a story they fucking could have instead it's just a you know couple throwaway lines and this goalie making this run at the end of the game it like most of this movie is just a fucking bunch of throwaway lines to satisfy one constituency or another that fifa thinks they're supposed to think are important that's exactly right. And you know that Sepp Blatter, during the entire Women's World Cup, was sitting in some fucking executive boardroom with, like, 15 spreadsheets in front of him, masturbating to a combination of those and just images of pained, agonized women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, just some facts about this absolute wonderful masterpiece. Uh, it cost between 25 and $32 million, uh, and LA Times reported that the estimated budget was $29 million. Roughly 17 million pounds, or 27 million of the 29 million dollars, was financed by FIFA. Uh, and of the 29 million dollars that the, the movie cost, the movie lost 26.8 million dollars. <laughs> it's just an incredible amount of money to lose. That's like the total amount of money that people spent incre- across the entire world where this movie was played. That means that only the only movie only made from the box office and from rentals and from all this other shit about a million and a half dollars <laughs> in the history of cinema. What's its uh, uh, standing in terms of releases? Oh yeah, so this movie is the worst released movie of all time. <laughs> it is. It made the least amount of money at its release ever, ever in the history of the moving picture. Yeah, right. Uh, so Gabe, let's say that I had the rights to this movie, and I'm looking at my returns from this movie, and I wanted to buy, say, a high-end iPad. <laughs> you would not. So the yeah, you would not have enough money to buy a high-end. Depending iPad. on your ownership stake, I mean, like, let's look at the actual uh, the speed at which um, money's trickling in. I mean, I think maybe in Are about hundred in a hundred million years, you'd be able to buy an iPad based on the <laughs> revenue you get from this film. Yeah, if you had one percent of the revenue, uh, like, look, FIFA with its ninety percent couldn't buy an iPad because they would only have about eight hundred dollars. <laughs> They couldn't even fly back to Zurich. Uh, <laughs> they close the, They fly one way to the LA premiere with the plan on <laughs> they like can't, they can't their fly back to the festival, right. and they're like, "Shit, dude, I can't, I can't, I can't." No get one home. went to this. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's just let's just pop out some of the some of the best uh, uh, across the board. The re- like the best number, uh, the best things from the reviews. Um, okay, so. Uh, it has a 1 out of 100 score on Metacritic, indicating, quote, overwhelming dislike. <laughs> <laughs> it is now regarded as one of the worst films ever made, including on two awesome list, lists, uh, list of films with a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, awesome. Just awesome. and list of films that are disca- that have been described as, quote, the worst films ever, which are both, both like, really good Let's lists. Let's toss some names in there. Uh, Manos. Up there with Manos, The Hands of Fate, we're talking uh, yeah, Plan man, 9 uh, from Outer Space. It's not even just, those are Troll. funny, bad, like, this is like... Troll 2 and United Passions. Right, and United <laughs> Passions, and, well, it's, yeah. it's interesting, like... Sounds like porn. The... <laughs> It does sound like porn. I was about to say something like, and you know, we can look forward to the as, sequel. As we United began, Passions 2, colon, ass play in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be about the Women's World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Order shorts. 
The film has been criticized for the poor quality of the drama, the quote, the quote unsuitability of the topic of administrative matters for a movie, end quote, and the quote, perceived biases, unquote, of the film. The Guardian described it as, quote, cinematic excrement, and quote, self-hagiography, end quote, and others calling it a, quote, uh, cringeworthy, self-aggrandizing affair, and, quote, astonishingly crass. <laughs> Uh, so the fun thing is, like, some per- one of these people, uh, the Daily Mirror dude said it's, quote, unintentional comedy gold, and the New York Post described it as, quote, hilariously ill-timed because of its release just like, days before the corruption uh, uh, scandal. Uh, so, but I think it's better to, 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 to quote the guy from the, the New York Times, uh, it's, uh, one of the most unwatchable films in recent memory, a dishonest bit of corporate sweet sanitizing that's no good even for laughs. <laughs> and actually, we can dispute that. I think we've been laughing a fair amount. Yeah, right. this is... Right. So, we can Jessica, challenge like, I, Look, if I was watching this by myself, not drunk, I don't think... I, I think I wouldn't have been able to get through in it. In the first three minutes, yeah, you turned it off. Yeah. But yeah. as a group activity, getting really drunk and watching it, it was like fantastic. Yeah, so, I, was, yeah. so the, and then for that, I have to point out that I, I did suffer through this by myself. Uh, I had to watch this alone, and it was very difficult. And if if I mean the notes that I took was if anything just to keep me paying fucking attention because I wanted to do anything else. I wanted to tinker my fantasy team. I wanted to fucking I'm I'm unpacking a house, and that seemed like fucking preferable. Preferable. Dude, this uh, the the texts you sent me are so fun. I'm just gonna read a couple of them. (laughs) Uh, first text Evan sent me, oh my god, one minute in, and this is unbearable. <laughs> the second one, holy shit, this is all just a fucking EU allegory. The next text, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Evan says, the first thing they say about Blotter is, quote, he is apparently good at finding money, dot, 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 let us hope so. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. And then Evan says, this is really a real chance that this is the worst movie I've ever seen. And then you said, you're probably not even at the worst part yet where Sepp Blatter saves FIPA and the world from football corruption. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the world. yeah, I mean, that sums up my that evening. That, is, that and a bottle of wine. That actually is what <laughs> happens, too. That's the coolest thing about it is, like, it's, it owns, man. Like, can you imagine, like, if you were Sepp Blatter and you watched this movie, you'd be like, yeah. Like I said, he'd be, tr- he'd be, he'd be masturbating, totally we'll surrounded by spreadsheets, and, you know, because they, yeah. they love the bureaucratic side of this whole thing. Yeah, so let's just uh, read a couple of quotes from the people involved. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have anything from Gerard Depardieu because he was <laughs> he too drunk. It. He loves it. He was super <laughs> into it. Uh, the director uh, admitted that the film represented, quote, a disaster, and he regretted his involvement. <laughs> Tim Roth uh, said he did the movie to get out of a financial hole and admitted that the knowledge his son would one day play blotter would have had Tim Roth's father, quote, turning in his grave, end quote. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, the con president uh, revealed that the movie was only screened at the film festival under pressure from Gerard Depardieu, as we Again, mentioned yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. yep. I would, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd take that job. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I'm paying down four different mortgages. I also want to mention that Russia, the Russian, you know, it, it made about 150 k in Russia, this film, which, you know, may just be, like, 
one dude in itself is incompetent, or it could be yeah, it could be like a representative of Gerard Depardieu's in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> like, go to this like movie legal five hundred like, times. I need you to buy hundreds and hundreds of tickets to this. <laughs> well, like, what is more likely, right? Like that someone from Gerard Depardieu's. Uh, uh, entourage like was paid by <laughs> FIFA to go to the movie hundreds of times in Russia, <laughs> or that's like a lot of people actually went to see it in Russia. I think it's much more likely that someone paid yeah and bought a ticket because this so. well because there's nothing remotely Russian in the content yeah like there's well, nothing in the story that's like like if, if there's one heroic Russian character I'd be like oh of course this is right a like why would for. Russia be interested in this movie at all like. Any more than America. If anything, Americans come off like pretty well in this movie. Like <laughs> the Americans like pop in like a couple of times. FIFA makes a joke. One of the people makes a joke about America beat England. Remember that moment, Evan, when like the fucking guy was like, "Oh, well, you're English side." Like right after the guy was just talking about the darkies. Like the guy's like, "Oh, well, your English side just lost to America." And the guy was, uh, uh, and the guy was like. Well, if they didn't allow Mexicans to play for them, we would have no American no! competition. <laughs> God, I mean, I was actually just to think a second ago trying to remember when, when, and how Americans you know, like figured into this film because, like, they like show the U.S. World Cup, what the '94 or '96, yeah, 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 whatever yeah, it is, totally. World Cup, and it's like, that there's montage that montage of all the all the World Cups from like 1970 into 19, uh, 2006. Yeah, and like, there's a lot of like. Coca-Cola showing oh, up in the movie. Fuck, I forgot about that part. A big part of this was how the uh, major international corporate sponsors played a big and important and good role right. in the development of FIFA. Like they kept cutting to these shots of like uh, a soccer player like drinking a Coca-Cola, really stylized shot, like, kind of indicating the can. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, like, well, because as best as I can tell, right, that is what they take as Sepp Blatter's positive contribution to football, right? Is he brought in all these big corporate sponsors and sold media rights and everything to give them the money they needed to expand. But, like, the fucking dark side of that is it's all those media rights and sponsorship deals that generates all the money that they use to fucking bribe everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, exactly. And that's what the incentive to become, right, FIFA president or president of one of the federations is literally because these multi-national corporations... No, you get a billion-dollar slush fund. That's why. <laughs> FIFA, no, that's true. FIFA makes uh, billions and billions of dollars, and they are a non-profit organization. Oh, oh. Yeah. Beautiful. I know, it's great. Good scam, man. It's good a scam. really good scam. Good oh, scam. it's a great scam. It may be the best scam. <laughs> it's a really good scam. All right, well, with that, I think that concludes <laughs> our, re- our review of... Uh, 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 United Passions, starring Gerard Depardieu, Tim Roth, and Sam Neill, incomprehensibly, as a Brazilian. <laughs> and in blackface, right? Uh, no, so, also, he had no quotes about his involvement. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I, 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 no know, words dude, I think Sam Neill, Neil, like, after Jurassic Park, kind of went a little nuts and went back to New Zealand and, like, got drunk. He's and living he, in the outback. He was in the, he was in the, uh, uh, uh that movie, him. the Waikiki movie about, um... He's a good actor. He's a good I actor. Mean, like, He's just no, a drunken, angry... Right. Zealand man. Right, 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 right. Well, all right, that re- that that ends it. Like, all right, let's give it a rating out of uh, I don't know five soccer balls. I think um, solid five out of five for I'm me. I'm gonna guys. give it a big it's old own. A, a slap it with a big fat five out of five yeah. on that one. Everyone should absolutely. Are soccer watch balls it. bad things then? 
No, it's a, you <laughs> no, know, no, this is a nuanced, subtle piece that uh, really assesses <laughs> assesses the uh, critically, you know, evaluates really the, digs the downside, into the, tough the dark issues. side, the underbelly of uh, soccer. But it, it, at the end of the day, it makes clear that really we're all doing it for the love of the game, and that you know, bad you, things are going to happen. But if you fight through it. Right, and You'll take as much money possible from Coca-Cola yeah, or really in Afghanistan. <laughs> I, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four soccer balls. The audio mixing could have been a little better, <laughs> but but otherwise, a perfectly cromulent film. Yeah. Right. If, if if Gerard Depardieu was a little less drunk, I think it would have been perfect. Then five out of five. That's a good point. <laughs> You just saying that uh, that shit right now, Nat, like has reminded me like so much of this movie is about like, uh, you know. Well, I'm sorry, I've been saying that. It just reminded me how much of this movie is about drunken people like stammering through like English, even though it's clearly not even their second language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah, the audio mixing was tough. I like that's why we had to like we did really we did watch it in closed captioning yeah, because it was incomprehensible. Yes. We had to. We had to. All right. Well. All right, I think that on average that's like four point seven stars out of five. From the group. <laughs> there you yeah. have it. Know. Go watch it, I listeners. Was, I thought it was soccer balls, not stars. Oh yeah, you could point, yeah. good point, good point. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to give it like a one. Oh, I, no. I oh. Like, oh, um, sleep though. Wow. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you missed all of the important bureaucratic. <laughs> yeah, you missed oh, no. so many spreadsheets. I got all the bureaucracy. I love this quote of like fucking. Uh, this is so. It's so good. Quote. Uh, the unsuitability of the topic of administrative matters for a movie. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> That's literally what the issue was. Like, uh, it's if you are someone who really likes the like internal workings of like federal agencies. Yeah, people who love conference calls. Right. Love this yeah. movie. <laughs> If you like sitting on a conference call where you're not talking at all, but, like, a couple other people are fighting with each other, <laughs> then you're going to fucking adore this movie. It's that good. Oh, all right. Well, that uh, that's about it for us. Um, we have our normal show coming up on Tuesday. Uh, listen to the Managing Madrid podcast where we pushed out our Ernesto interview. Um, lots of good shit this week in soccer. We'll come back to you with some normal and definitely not just this bullshit <laughs> soon. <laughs> But uh, yeah, until then, uh, it's good to talk to you, buddy. Yes, good. Catch you later.
justo en la raya afloja al llegar y que al regresar parece decir no olvides hermano vos sabés no hay que jugar por una cabeza me escondí un día de aquella coqueta y risueña mujer que al jurar sonriendo el amor que está mintiendo quema en una hoguera todo mi querer por una cabeza Borra la tristeza, calma la amargura Por una cabeza Y ella me olvida No importa perderme mil veces la vida ¿Para qué vivir? Cuánto desengaño por una cabeza Lo juré mil veces, no vuelvo a insistir pero si un mirar me hiere al pasar, tu boca de fuego. 